welcome, welcome, welcome to the Tipsy Tennis Podcast. We are recording live from South Beach, Miami. I'm here with Magli Rosales. She is a beginner tennis player. She's been playing for, uh, how long have you been playing for? A year and a half. Year and a half. What made you got? What made you want to get into the sport? Well, into tennis. Yes. Um, I started. I switched industries and I started working in private equity. Um, and everyone used to get together to go and play, and I never got invited. Um, <laughs> so I decided I wanted to get invited. I figured I might as well, you know, start learning. So maybe I'll get invited soon enough. I still have not gotten invited. <laughs> uh, but I really, I put it out there for everyone to know that I'm. I'm so you would say it's more for uh, the social aspect? Definitely, yeah. It's because it's a social sport. I also realize that people can play till they're very old, and I like that. What are your goals? Where Where do you see besides getting into these social groups, or is that the only reason why you play tennis? No, I like to. I like to be good enough for people to consider me a tennis player. Okay. I guess. Yeah, I don't know what that means or like how you describe that, but if people think of me, I want them to think of someone, you know, like a tennis player. Mm-hmm. Someone that can just play casually. So you've, you've lived in Miami for how many years? 18 years. 18 years. Uh-huh. Why is it taking you this long to, <laughs> to start to playing tennis? Why? I honestly... I feel like over here, it's su- such a big part of the culture. I know. No, not really. You'd be surprised. Um, I thought... I, well, number one, it's really pretentious, which I love. I love how pretentious it is. Um, but I thought it was an expensive sport for some reason, but it really isn't. Once you sort of go past the, um, you just get the racket and, you know, just figure out where to play. There's a ton of free places to play. Lessons are expensive, though. Lessons are expensive. Yeah, like but I, I chose to take lessons. I mean, you don't have to. I actually started playing with, um, with a group of girls. It's called TBT. Uh, and that's how I met all the pros. Um, and it's like a hundred dollars for four classes, and then you get together once a week and you play with the same group of girls, and you sort of pick up skills from that. And a lot of them have gotten really good. What's well, so what do you think is the most difficult part about tennis for you right now? Oh my god, all of it. It's all hard. Um, well, first of all, finding people who want to play with you is no one wants to play with you. You don't know how to actually throw the ball and have no coordination. I've never worked out my my entire life. It's like, I don't even know how to move my body. It's really bizarre. Um, just keeping up. It's a lot of cardio. Uh, just learning technique. You actually have to go out of your way and practice. And that's hard, I think, isn't it? Technique is, uh, is the hardest part in the beginning. But once you get over that hump for technique and it, it starts to become a little bit more automatic, then you start to also transition into more... Uh, like a mental game or, or uh, like more strategy. strategy. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know, you play against somebody who can do everything and you can do everything, then uh, it becomes your shot selection becomes more important. And, uh, it's insanely hard. Like, I have to actually think every time I'm, I'm about to move, yeah. which is what this guy's essentially teaching me because most guys just get in there and just throw you balls. Right? They, they aren't really breaking down the movements. And it also depends on the type of person you are. But I need the movements to be broken out. Like I need someone to explain them to me. So we actually talk a lot, which is kind of annoying. But at the same time, it helps. Um, do you have any, do you follow tennis at all? No, I actually don't. Can you name any tennis players? Oh, Nadal, Serena, which I've actually seen. I mean, I've been to the Open here. The Open is here in Miami. So I've oh, you've been, been to Miami times. Open? Yeah, yeah, of course. The one in Keep Game? Uh, it used to be in Coconut Grove. It used to, yeah, it used to be in Cuba Skane. They moved it now. It's like a hard rock and it's terrible. 
Um, I saw the young girl, the one that's number one now playing. Shantek? I saw her play. Yeah, I saw her play. Um, I mean, I go, I see them, but I like, do I know them off the top of my head or what? And Carlos, of course, I have Carlos. But... Any anything memorable that uh, you saw the, at the Miami Open? Serena is huge. She is filled. <laughs> She's huge. Um, memorable no it's 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 i mean even the tickets are expensive like i feel like they should make it more accessible how much were the tickets when you were going oh my god the tickets for like 300 a pop very expensive yeah. what about uh what about it with the uh, in coconut grove i don't it, they were very good t they were corporate tickets like someone gave it to ah. us in my office so i'm sure they were very expensive the best kind of tickets oh my god the free ones yeah for sure um, I also saw the other girl, Na uh, not Naomi, the girl that pl that's the, the U.S. girl that plays for Japan because... Yeah, Osaka. Osaka, yeah, I've seen her a couple times, actually. So I saw her last time in Coconut Grove, and then I saw her here, too. That's pretty cool. Thank you for listening to the first edition of The Changeover brought to you by the Tipsy Tennis Podcast. If you like these episodes, please, please, please follow us on Instagram at Tipsy Tennis Podcast. Drop us a follow and a like, and please let us know anything you would like to hear in future episodes. If you're returning, thank you for the support. If you're new, thanks for the listen. Well, that's it for this episode. Until next time, stay tipsy, my friends. <laughs>